Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to the first episode, first official episode of Huddles and Stout, the latest production on the mid-season slump. Delighted to be joined, didn't scare him away the first day, by Rocky. How are you mate, how's things? Hi Sasquatch, hi everybody. Yeah, I, I decided I'd show my face, or my voice rather, for, for another instalment to see how I get on. There you get on. So I suppose we've decided to kind of do a bit of a elongated season preview. We're going to do a bit of a season. We're going to do a bit of a state of the franchise. The first episode is entitled Out West, so I think that kind of gives it away. It's going to be a heavy focus on the AFC and NFC West. We're going to take turns, kind of going through each franchise in the division, and at the end we'll look to rank it off. So I think we're going to start with the AFC West. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I suppose no better place to start in, but in Denver, after their uh, blockbuster trade of, of for Russell Wilson. But I suppose a quick recap of their their previous season. Um, finished seven and ten with uh, Drew Locke at the helm. Uh, the last twelve months have been pretty significant now for Denver. Um, John Elway stepped down as their GM and George Payton stepped stepped in and couldn't write this uh, breaking news okay flashed across my phone just as we've gone to record Denver Broncos officially sold oh so the Walter Fenner ownership group has officially taken control Um. Yeah, Walt and Penner family. Um, began this isn't era. scripted, everybody. It's not. We, For reference, we're recording at 6.58 on Tuesday the 9th of August. Irish time. Okay. Exciting for Broncos fans. It doesn't mean much to anybody else. No. Um, anyway, so George Payton, first order of business. Well, not first, but traded away franchise face Von Miller, middle of the season. Big identity for that team. Um, and also placed a high priority on leaving quarterback purgatory over the last or since Peyton Manning left. They started Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater 
and they pulled off the blockbuster trade for Russell Wilson. So hopefully that, or they hope that that accelerates or propels them to Super Bowl caliber. Um, they've they also made other changes during the uh, the off season. They uh, obviously notably fired Vic Fangio just after their season. Again, he was there for three years in 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 Denver. Um, and replaced him with the former Packer offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That led to some scintillating um, rumours that Aaron Rodgers would be going to Denver. Uh, I love that every year is the the talk about what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Um, He's too busy doing ayahuasca. Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. Anyway, they traded for Russell Wilson in the end. They gave up their first and second rounder in the draft just gone by and the first and second rounder in next year's draft, uh, they also gave up um, Noah Fant and um, and Shelby Harris in the trade. So significant cost to get Russell Wilson, uh, and then there's the debate whether where he is in his career is he on the decline or was it his injury last season that saw that drop off in his performance? Um, and I suppose a quick note, just it's relatively recent news they lost Tim Patrick to an ACL injury there so he was a reliable mm. target for whatever quarterback wasn't Drew Drew Luck he would have been one of the yeah. bigger names there and, and now he's gone Um, I suppose that's that's where I had that's the state of the Denver Broncos for me I was gonna gonna maybe look at their some of their upcoming games now yeah right but I mean- week one at Seattle I think Denver have overall the better roster here. I I've, I've given them the win. I I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I this. think Seattle are, are all but agreed to tank now. Um, I think we could probably move on. Yeah, there's not there's not too much debating going to happen here. There's not even the same. There's not even been the same storyline pulled out of that fixture as there has been for say. Carolina versus I know Cleveland homecoming for us. So, but yeah, it's. There's no, there's not too much drama there. It's it's a storyline, but nothing more. Mm. Um, week two, Houston Texans. Again, it's another team made up of one or two year contract players. I don't see Houston putting up a a, a decent fight. I have Denver taking that win there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Week three versus the Forty ers uh, there's a lot of hype around the 49ers, but I don't, I don't get it. Certainly not until we see what Trey Lance looks like, uh, and it looks to be that they are rolling with him, and Jimmy G is is possibly finished up there, unless they keep him as insurance. But I don't know. We we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later in the show. <laughs> until we know what the quarterback situation is there, I I expect them to go with Trey Lance, and until we know what Trey Lance is, uh, I'm given. Denver, Russell Wilson, the win there. So they're starting the season 3-0. Happy, good news for them. Um, game four at Las Vegas. I I think I'm going to... I think De- Denver and Las Vegas could split their series. And this is at home in Las Vegas. I'm going to chuck this one up for Las Vegas. Derek Carr, is he's got Devontae Adams, college buddies. I think they're going to start the season strong. It's a divisional matchup. 
you know, they could be 50-50 at the best of times. I'm going to I'm going to tip the edge there towards Las Vegas and give Derek Carr the win in Las Vegas. And again, I'm only only looked at the first 5 games of the their season and game 5 is versus Indy. I think it's a very strong roster across the board. They've got Matt Ryan, you can debate whether that's an upgrade or a equal equal level of quarterback play to Carson Wentz, but he is at least consistent and reliable and will uh will help balance that offense with yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I think yeah. I think Indy takes that. Denver falls, so they'll start the season five and two, and that's where I have them opening at. And they have to be pleased enough, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think the interdivisional matchups are going to be very interesting. I just, yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that Raiders matchup. You what? You lean towards Denver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I think there's going to be one of two things going to happen with Denver. The Raiders are going to go off like a house on fire because we know what that roster was last year. Or it's going to be akin to the LA Rams where it's a bit kind of mix, mash, kind of sometimes they look great, sometimes they look poor. But towards the back end of the season, they're going to really start yeah. to click. And I just, yeah, I just, it's it's a coin toss for me. Majority of AFC West matchups this season for me are, are yes. close to being uh, yeah, coin toss. I think they're, yeah coin flips I did actually look ahead I, I had Denver finishing the season 10 and 7 so I think maybe overall it's not, it's not a bad season for Denver but certainly disappointing it probably gets them in the playoffs playoffs mm. um, and maybe it is towards the end of the year where Russell Wilson starts to, to go off so it, it isn't necessarily a, a wild card game and out but I don't know. I think there's certainly reason for optimism for Denver. Mm. I'd be in agreement. Um, yeah. In terms of like, so that's your kind of overall prediction is kind of they're going to have a better season. Yeah, they went 7-10 and 10 and now I have them going 10-7. and 7, So, it, like undeniably better, but overall, I think fans of Denver will be disappointed that it wasn't more that's yeah yeah that that depends on what they do in the playoffs if they do get there but fair yeah no I'm I'm happy enough with that I just I I don't know what to expect from Denver I do think it's it could be it could be good it could be great it could be a whole pile of hot mess. yeah that is the uh, uh, question first time head coach as well is always a massive question mark yeah, Nathaniel, but he, I think he was, wasn't he the OC for the Jags in 2017 when they went on that magical playoff? So, uh, there might be, you know, again... <laughs> Offensive coach and a head coach, two different No, levels. I know, I know, very true. Um, yeah, we will have to wait and see how yeah. Nathaniel gets on. We can know. Yeah. Happy to move on. Yeah, that's that's, that that's about it for Denver. Denver I think um, I suppose the key thing to watch for me for Denver is just how Russell Wilson plays. If he starts off slow, um, 
like again, it was that hand injury that likely caused this slump mid-season. I think Denver fans are just desperately clinging on to that it is that injury and not a decline. What age is he? 32, 33? So. I think it could be a combination of multiple factors. I also think it could be a indictment of the fading kind of talent on that Seahawks roster as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm yeah I'm that's that's why I just I I'm delighted you had to do Denver. <laughs> it wasn't left to me because yeah. I would have been around and around in circles trying to put that one together. I suppose next side we have on the list Kansas City Chiefs. Last season obviously finished with a record of twelve and five, beaten by the Bengals in the conference championship. The Keynes just some notable names, Martin Ellis, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Ronald Jones and Jarek McKinnon and Carlos Dunlap. Key outs, Daniel Sorensen, Tyron Matthew, Melvin Ingram, Demarcus Robinson, Tyree Kill and Traverius Ward. The first five games, I suppose the reason for fans where we've gone with five games is you can't make the playoffs in your first five games, but you can definitely miss them. Um, in addition then obviously the first bye week is round, is round six so Chiefs have kind of a, a difficult enough start they've the Cardinals away Chargers at home Colts away Bucks away and Raiders at home Cardinals away for me a month ago I would have probably said that's a very difficult opening task the Cardinals have had a bit of a mess of an off season with the whole contract stipulation with Kyler the changes to that because of backlash and he was out for a week with COVID he's just back I actually am now leaning towards Kansas picking that up it's it's only getting Charges messier by the way I don't want to cut in but we'll talk about mm. it later Marquise yeah. Goodwin or Marquise Hollywood Brown and his situation we'll discuss it later yeah, but plus the plus the hop as well like it's I just, might have it's, to revise some mess. of my predictions for Arizona sorry fire away there <laughs> uh, Charges at home which look at I was back uh, Kansas at home Colts away, I I tend to lean towards the narrative that the Colts are going to be a better side than they were last year. But I still think I'd back Kansas in that, especially as Matt Ryan is will be in his infancy and slotting into that new system under Frank Reich. The Bucks away, I see that as the first loss of the season. I just think the Bucks have got better. Obviously, they brought in Julio, and I just think they're a bit of a bogey side for Kansas. Uh, I think the maybe the aura and the magic of Tom just proves it's 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 a bit too much of a boring for come for Batty. And then the final is Raiders at home and I'm backing them to beat the Raiders. Um so I think they're gonna open form one through the first uh five games of the season. Two divisional wins as well in that. So my prediction on the season, I suppose like Let's not beat around the bush. Patrick's going to be good. <laughs> yes, yeah, he to say. he can move the ball in ways if you can. Um, but I think when just when I listed that name of Keouts, they've lost a lot of defensive talent, and it's not great talent, but it's definitely above league average talent. Mm. I don't think any of the replacements they've brought in on the defense side of the ball bring that same value. Now. I think from a roster building and a cap management perspective, they've done some like really clever things. In particular, Frank Clark's contract, they've kind of restructured it to lower his 2022 cap hit. So maybe someone else is going to be picked up 
um, between now and the start of the season or before the trade deadline. And look, I suppose we've touched on it. AFC West, AFC North could well be the two best divisions in football this season. I think it's going to be swings and roundabouts for places. I don't think anyone is safe. But I do think though, I think I think what Kansas has done is, like I really like the signs of Ronald Jones and Jared McKinnon. I just think they've brought in two decent running backs. They've also brought in Juju Smith, Marcus Vallis, Scantling. They're kind of more slot runners as opposed to the deep threats they've gone with in previous seasons. They've shipped off obviously Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson. So that kind of seems to me as if what you should be looking out for Kansas this year is that they're going to probably change their style of play to an extent where it's more of a time and possession mm. clock management system which might take a bit of the pressure off Mahomes to play almost kind of a hero ball style of play in which he plays but then you've still got that overarching talent that Mahomes has that if you get a playoff game like you had against the Bills last season that Mahomes can still compete so I actually think they might be slightly better I just I have concerns in them defensively yeah I, I think Tyron Matthew at the end or in the back is is a loss he's getting older as well but he is a loss he's that experienced uh, they brought it mm-hmm. Justin Reed to replace him which is good but mm-hmm. but it's it's experience and familiarity as well that they've lost mm-hmm. yeah no I agree um, I th- don't think he can ever count Patty Mahomes and just to annoy his mum uh uh, and Andy Andy Reid I don't think that's a powerful combo no. and you, they'll always have a chance mm. yeah no, absolutely Um. yeah I think yeah you'd be like we might change our stance maybe three or four weeks into the season we might be like look they've they've not been great but I just think going into a season you're going to back some of that talent well um, how did you react to division. Patrick's uh, slump in the middle of the season last year were you did you buy into the oh he's been figured out or did you think it was uh, a slump I thought it was potentially strangely enough um, a bit of a fatigue issue mm. um, just the amount of times and the velocities looking to throw that ball yeah I think that got the best of him he's kind of come on a number of seasons as well where he's getting to the championship game or getting to the Super Bowl I think it just wears on you. I think it does. I know it's it's a mad concept in a shortened season, such as the NFL season, in comparative to say like the Premier League or some of the longer competitions. But I do think going to Super Bowls and going to Championship games, I think it does have a knock-on effect. Mm, yeah. And look, you're playing the Chiefs. Everyone plays their best game against the Chiefs. That's that's right. That's right. Right. Is that the Chiefs? Yeah, that is the Chiefs. Good stuff. I, I, I think. Well, how long is Patrick Mahomes' contract? And it's another six years, nine uh, years. Oh, it was ten years, was it? I thought it was eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, you're right. I think it is. Yeah, I think there's just that's that's nine, ten years of optimism for Chiefs fans. I know. It's a contract that's going to age so well. So well, it it, it already has. Um, yeah. Right, now we're moving on to maybe what might be the the biggest rivals or the biggest contenders for the Chiefs in that division, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers um, with superstar Justin Herbert captaining them. Um, 
They also had a new head coach, Brandon Staley. Hyper-aggressive. Sometimes that works out for him. Sometimes it doesn't. A bit of controversy and over his some of his decisions on fourth down. Um, they started off 4-1, and one, but they actually went 5-7 and seven to end the season, which... Which isn't great now. I suppose it, it was all capped off by their, their last game against Las Vegas where they lost in a overtime field goal. Um, they could have had a playoff sp- uh, spot with Las Vegas if they had tied that match. But yeah, Las Vegas just struck the killing blow and got in ahead of them. And then for a long time, the storyline for Los Angeles was they had a, an abysmal run defense. If you wanted to beat uh, LA mm. that's that's how you beat them um, and I think that was a big point of emphasis in the off season was to address that they they cut some of their uh, linebackers like um, Kazir White um, they signed or traded for Khalil Mack uh, I think they traded for him didn't they a couple so. of big splash moves was, was acquiring Khalil Mack and JC Jackson Mr. Interception um, now sometimes those big moves don't work out, but we'll see. I think LA probably started this big arms race that happened in the this off season. Those two big signings really started or got it going. Yeah, I think it put the pressure on the division. Um, I think so. To- and then they drafted Zion Johnson. He's one of the best guards. So and there you go again. They're just building onto that offensive line and building all around. Justin Herbert, I think it's a scary team. The he Zion Johnsons will join uh, Rayshon Slater and Corey Lindsley for a very solid foundation for an offensive line. I think it's a it's one of those teams that don't have any massive weaknesses. So they're either okay, good, or very good across all their sort of units. Um, they opened the season at home against Las Vegas. I. I like upsets. I like predicting upsets, so I've picked an upset here. I think they'll, they will. The superstars won't gel immediately. I think it happens a lot of the time. There's a lot of hype around it. Um, I think Derek Carr and Devontae Adams just start off hot out of the gate. And I'm no lover of of Las Vegas. I know I had Denver losing to Las Vegas. I just think that's the way it's going to shake out here. I think later on in the season. Um, LA could take that win back to split the series, but I'm predicting a week one upset for the Las Vegas Raiders. Week two at Kansas. I think you had Kansas winning that. I actually have the mm. Chargers winning this one. I think Kansas is certainly a strong team, but I think maybe there might be an adjustment issue trying to replace Tyreek. I know they have Sky Moore, who's that really speedy, thrifty mm. guy, but... um. I think I'm I'm just expecting some adjustment issues there Um, I don't want to predict the decline of Travis Kelsey because it just it never it never comes but it has to come soon he's unreal well the only thing is I suppose he is it's the same age as Gronk um, which a lot of people don't realise yeah a man who's retired twice that's right but (laughs) I suppose the the thing I was probably which I probably pointed poorly made is the thing I was on about the style of play that Kansas are looking to move to maybe the more time possession, that to me screams of a man with high football IQ who's looked around the division and has gone. So I'm going to have to go against Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert 
and an ever improving to be fair um, Derek Carr which I'll get to later how do I take them out of the game like cut down their time in possession yeah. and that's why I'm kind of thinking the Chiefs could potentially be a little bit better this year maybe not the the joy to watch yeah, that, that juggernaut, the yeah. winners no I, th- I do think the Chiefs will be good I just think there might be that sort of slow and not even dramatically slow but it might just take a game or two before they start firing on all cylinders so I have uh, the Chargers beating them um, in week two uh, game three versus Jacksonville I really don't want to disrespect Jacksonville and the great great Doug Peterson but that's a win for the Chargers I think um, I think the LA Chargers have stronger units across the board so I've just chalked that up for them game four at Houston again the Chargers are going to be Super Bowl not favourites but a lot of people's pick for the Super Bowls the, the, the the Texans they're not going to be strong enough to contend with them I don't think so that's another win for the Chargers game 5 at Cleveland Deshaun Watson won't be playing um, so I I can't compare the two Jacoby Brissett I don't think he'll be able to to um, go toe to toe with Herbert and all of the star power they've added so I have them at the end of week 5 I have them four and one, same as what you had the Chiefs, but obviously that like won't play out that way because we we disagree on one of the mm-hmm. fixtures. But four and one for the, the Chargers, I think they have to be happy with that. Um, okay. I think they'll go on to to go to the postseason. So Justin Herbert will lead them okay. to the postseason for the first time in three years, and who knows, they could go on a deep run with with all the personnel they have. I disagree. Disagree. Okay, go on. My disagreement is based on no other science or bias of fact other than the fact that the Chargers always let me know. They always have... Like, you're talking about a franchise that's had one of the greatest running backs of all time in the Damien Thompson. You're talking about a a franchise that missed the playoffs last year with... Like they've brought in new talent, but the key argument for them going off this season was there. Do we think? Do I think Justin Herbert has many more levels to jump? No, I think he's going to get better, but I don't think the acceleration we've seen is. Now I'd love to be wrong on all this. Uh, I don't think the acceleration we've seen in terms of development over the past few seasons is sustainable. So I think it's going to yeah, begin we're, we're to plateau yeah. and he'll slowly get better. Yeah. So I, I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be like the the Raiders last season. I think it's going to be like a 10 and 7, uh, 11 and 8 record. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where I view them. Maybe a little bit higher than 11 and 8, but I just, I do think. I just think they have a soft underbelly and I can't point my finger to where it is. It's probably more historical than anything else. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to see Brandon Staley in the playoffs to see whether he maintains that aggressiveness. If, if, they, if he does, mm. that could be like a very fun team to watch. But again, mm. as you say, it could be exactly the ingredient for that disappointment that you're predicting. Mm. Um, you could see it go out on or could see uh, them losing the playoffs 
based on a like a, a poor, too risky fourth down call. I could see it happen. So that's where we are on the on the Chargers. Um, happy to move on to the final side in the AFC West in the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Um, look, I suppose last season, horrific, horrific season on countless levels. Um, but ultimately finished ten and seven, um, courtesy of an overtime field goal victory against the Chargers. When both sides needed a draw, their week one matchup is going to be interesting um, for that narrative. Um, and they were defeated by the Bengals in the wildcard round it was actually a very good game it could have gone mm. either way I think that went went down to the wire uh, key ins for me obviously Devante Adams Chandler Jones and for a very strange reason a host of backup QBs including Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins so I think they currently have three backup quarterbacks um, key outs Marcus Mariota Gerald McCoy Carl Nasip which is obviously it's, it's bad to see after the headlines that we had last year um, Zay Jones and Deshaun Jackson first five are Chargers away Cardinals at home Titans away Broncos at home and Chiefs away my prediction in my head was three and two winning the first three and losing the second two I think Broncos my hope would have clicked it's also in Denver no sorry it's in actually Las Vegas I uh, in terms of a prediction Prediction on the season. Like I feel positive about the chances. I think they have improved. I just think still overall that roster lacks a little bit, and that's largely to do with what happened to their draft picks, basically. Um, yeah. The young up and coming players. Um, it's very hard to lose a talent that you've invested that heavily in that early in their career. And not that for it to be replicated in your squad, not to have an effect on it. Um, while I think Derek Carr is a brilliant quarterback, I think he's someone who has definitely also improved in the last few years. It's not by much, but I think he's still the fourth best quarterback in the division. I think oh, I he's. Would agree. I think a Russell Wilson drop off and and a, and his increase, he's closed the gap. But I still think I still will put Russell Wilson ahead of him. Um, and I feel harsh saying that, but. I don't think it's a million miles away. I thought he was brilliant in the playoffs last year, actually. I think his connection with Adams is going to work. Um, but look, he's up against generation talent in Mahomes and Herbert. Um, from a roster standpoint, look, I think they, they have had a great off-season. So they've added in Chandler Jones, which you partner him alongside Max Crosby. It's a scary potent. combo. They also tied up Dyer Cooper Cup in Hunter Renfro as well. So I think he's a real good man to lock down. He's, he's like a low-budget contract, but he's... He gives you that kind of production. Uh, a huge fan. Uh, and I, t- I say Dia Cooper Cup with the utmost respect. So that's uh, my brief synopsis on the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. I'm, I don't know if you've met Nelstad in the Raiders or are you happy Um enough? No, I suppose, yeah, some of it will, will just depend on that chemistry between Derek Carr and their, their big addition, Devontae Adams. Um, no I think a lot of it will hinge on that because they lacked after trading away Amari Cooper a few years ago they didn't have that wide receiver one so now they've gotten back mm. the wide receiver one um, Devontae yes. Adams so it depends on how that looks we're going to really see just how good Aaron Rodgers is this yes. 
um, if he goes off in, in Las Vegas. Um, cool. So next job on our hands is to rank the AFC West and come to some kind of an agreement, which mm. I'm cognizant maybe difficult as we've also kind of obviously kind of have slightly variable viewpoints on maybe the Chargers and the Broncos. So who would you put as finishing first in the AFC? Yeah, I think maybe discussing first and last might be obvious enough. I've mm. KC first. Yeah, okay, I'm in agreement with that. I didn't think that's where you were going to swing. Uh, who are you going last? I've got the Raiders last. Yeah, okay. And um, not, I think they, they could potentially be interchangeable with Denver depending on how Russell Wilson but I'm going to give him I'm going to give Russell the benefit of the doubt and put put the Raiders in fourth so okay I completely misunderstood your kind of brief analysis I would have assumed that you would have going to put the Broncos a lot higher but I'm now assuming you're going to put them third that's right fair Um, yeah and I'm happy with that because I was going to say the Chargers will I just don't think it's going to be the record you'd kind of let me to believe. Um, Apologies, I wasn't trying to start. deceive you, but I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be positive for fans of the of the franchises. That's all. Yeah, look, look um, ten and ten and seven, eleven and eight. It's it, it's it's an okay record. I, I have I have most of those divisional uh, games splitting. I have Casey sweeping Las Vegas, so it all comes down to, unlike some other divisional games. Uh, it's not going to come down to the divisional games for this division. Fair. Um, yeah, so if we were to go Chiefs 1, Chargers 2, Broncos 3 and Raiders 4 with the Chargers to have one of the better second place finishes yeah. and enter into the playoffs. Yeah, I'd, uh, I thought that, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, painless <laughs> painless painless I think hopefully it's a sign of things I to think come. they're they're like what the NFC West was just two years ago where everybody thought all four teams in the NFC West might have a chance um, to get yeah. through to the postseason I don't I think that's just it's very difficult to happen but that's every I suppose I think the thing that the AFC West has that the NFC West didn't is the AFC West has a general a genuine competitor in terms of strength of division in the same conference. Yeah, Whereas yeah. NFC West, you'd like the NFC East was it is it look at it. It's I love it. It's the Wild Wild West of divisions at times. Yeah. NFC South is a, is a soft soft enough one. And, and uh, yeah. To be determined for the North, I think. Yeah. You generally can stick your hat on one very strong team, yeah, yeah, which may change this season. But not to give that away because that's coming up shortly. But uh, yeah, so let's cross conference now. Mm. NFC West. First up again is yourself. I'm going to attempt to talk positively. Give the shortest one. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to talk positively about Seattle. Um. Uh, last year they went seven and ten, a bit disappointing from twelve and four in twenty twenty. The year before, last year was the first losing year for Russell Wilson. Um, they had a 
record-setting or they were on, on track to have a record-setting bad defense. They released Bobby Wagner. They traded Russell Wilson. Uh, that's That summarizes it basically. They might, they might. I think they had a solid draft, but it doesn't go. They lost Chris Carson too. That's right. He, he retired. Um, all the best to Chris Carson, but he, I think he made the decision that was best for him and that's what he has to do. Um, they drafted a few decent pieces Charles Cross Boye Maffe and Kenneth Walker um, so I, I don't see Seattle being good this year I struggle to see Seattle um, being good next year um, maybe those those this, the pieces in this draft will go on to contribute in a few years but and I don't like saying it but I think the future is a bit bleak for Seattle Um yeah. They'll be starting Geno Smith or Drew Locke, which they got in the trade for Russell Wilson. I, uh, neither really inspires confidence for me. If if Geno was going to make it, he would have made it. Um, and I don't. I think if <laughs> the talent on display in Seattle is vastly inferior to that on display in Denver last season. Yes, they have no offense, I suppose, which is decent. But again, he had him last year. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking at the first five games again, the fans won't be too happy. Game one versus Denver, that's a loss uh, for Seattle. The QB situation, it just... Drew Locke or Geno Smith are incomparable to, to Russell Wilson if he's good. Versus San Fran, I know I gave... Um, Denver the benefit of the doubt against San Fran because we're not sure what their quarterback situation will look like but I'll trust Kyle Shanahan and his running game to power them um, ahead of Seattle if if Trey Lance can't do it himself I think they will lose to San Francisco game three versus Atlanta Atlanta might have a comparable roster Um, four or five maybe five to eight good to great players on that roster in Atlanta and the rest of them are maybe replacement level or decent so I think Seattle has a decent shot at winning that game and I've given them the win there with home field advantage Um, game four at Detroit um, last year's feisty team I think Dan Campbell will will he said a few more quotes again this off season. I haven't seen any of his quotes, so maybe we'll have a segment on I that. He said, uh, uh, "Yeah, well, that might when we do the NFC North, it might yes. be top yeah. five <laughs> Dan Campbell quotes." Um, so I have a loss to Detroit and at New Orleans. Um, again, Seattle. Pete Carroll, he loves to run. It's all he knows. He's an honest to goodness running boy. Um, and what New Orleans like to do is stop the run. So that I think they'll take away what could be Seattle's strength. Um, and I think that New Orleans will be able to... I think the Saints will be able to, to power through Seattle, even if Alvin Kamara isn't playing, which he shouldn't be. But I still think... I still think um, uh, James will will see them through. So I have Seattle starting the season one four. Not a very happy time for Seattle. I have them finishing the season four and three. They'll beat Arizona and 
Game six, that's a big upset. And then I've given them a win against Carolina and New York, the Giants. So... I think, I think you're being generous. I, I think it is being generous. I had them at 3 and um, 14, and I said maybe that's a bit too bleak. I'm going to give them one of those coin toss games, and I have them finishing 4 and 13. Um, Apologies, uh, Seattle fans, but I do think it's going to be very bleak. Um, I think one of the things to watch I have is is Pete Carroll. I think he I think he could be retiring soon. I does he want a head coach uh, a a big transition? Yeah, is has he got has he got it to go through another year? Yeah. I don't know. He's 70 uh, years old. No. I think I would think given the respect that franchise and what he's done for kind of that city. Um bear in mind it, it's not just Seattle's only Super Bowl, it's the only major championship, I think. Um, Seattle has won willing to be corrected on that I think I don't think the Mariners have done them anything or any favours no, um, and the Super Supersonics before they left might have, might have won, won in the 80s mm. um, but it's huge for that city um, uh, I think the Seattle whatever the women's NBA team is um, and they did win one as well so you know, it was big for that city Pacific Northwest a lot of people think Nan Lovelock was on there you'd like to think that he's not going to get Fired unless absolutely necessary. I don't think. Uh, yeah, like he'll be he'll be asked to step away of his own from finishes. football. Yeah, yeah. If those conversations are not already ongoing, they've not said look. Yeah. Look, Pete. One last run. Yeah. And have fun this season. I think you had some some conspiracy moment in the teaser episode, so I've got a little one here, and it's it is very far fetched, but they drafted Charles Cross, and he was thought to be the best offensive uh, lineman for purely pass blocking so nobody builds around a left tackle but but if if next year they get a good draft positioning and they get a quarterback they're going to want to uh, pass the ball and they they have yeah. a left tackle who could potentially be very good and that's that's what he's best at so it might force and and Pete Carroll he's not into into the passing game as much as he is the running game so I think that might just be a reason for him to bow out as well mm. yeah yeah and um, pass first on fences obviously are more and more on trend um, this new age of yes analytics and stuff for like that yes the uh, yeah, run the run the, the run the rock is kind of dying to death yeah Um just you know, we, we squeezed a good bit out in Seattle there. I think more than I actually had thought. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's. I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be. It's going to get very bad before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. So it was next up, um, division rivals, uh, San Francisco 49ers Last season finished ten and seven, and were defeated by the Rams in the conference championship. Um, key ins. I, I, all I could really pick out was kind of George Odom and Javarius Ward and um, from the list I had seen key outs Raheem Mozart uh, Josh Norman Jakissi Tart Mohamed Sanu just the name rang a bell I don't think he actually done much for the 49ers and then Tom Compton first five bears away I think is a win I, I know I'd mentioned previously a, a 
cut from the teaser episode that I thought Justin Fields was going to make a huge jump up, but I just think the Bears at this moment in time are in free fire. Breaking news today that Rogan uh, mm. Smith is demanding a trade because they're just not engaging in negotiations. They've obviously got rid of Alan Robinson, Khalil Mack, as you touched upon. It just kind of like, what is going on in Chicago? You've got this talented quarterback you think is going to take a leap and you just kind of seem to be self-destructing the franchise so that's a win for me Seahawks at home that's a win for me Broncos away that's a nail by it's a, it's a coin toss I think for me because it's in Denver um, but I think I'd probably back the 49ers and then it's Rams at home and Panthers away so I'm, give, I'm going with a very optimistic form one to start based purely on that strength of schedule I think Bears Seahawks Panthers this season anyone with them on their schedule should be looking at them as wins I think Broncos early doors might be there for the taking and I think Rams at home I think they're going to be strong Um, I suppose my prediction this is going to get a bit conspiracy theory-esque so hold on to your tinfoil hats Um, I suppose the one thing I want to talk about Seattle oh, sorry San Francisco is for a team that absolutely dominated the headlines off this uh, like off this off season, they were fairly quiet in terms of like definitive action. Yeah, it was all this Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Garoppolo, and I think they've slightly improved defensively, um, which is some statement given how good that defense is. The key question mark, which you don't need to be listening to us to kind of figure out, is who's going to be quarterback this year, Jimmy or Trey? And while they've been quite adamant that it's Trey's team and there's been all sorts of speculation like this is I don't know there's all sorts of movements and stuff like that that it, this is kind of it's more to raise Jimmy G's trade value I just don't think their actions suggest that Trey is going to be their starting quarterback um, common consensus for a young talented quarterback that maybe didn't have the amount of time he should have had in college because of obviously COVID impacted years is you you put as much offensive talent around him and kind of make it as easy for him to succeed. I don't think they've necessarily done that. Well, if if they wanted to do that, if they believed this guy was really the guy, you got rid of Jimmy G straight away um, to free up cap space and you input that into talented pieces around Trey. So I just don't... I'm not completely sold that Trey Lance is going to be QB1 week one. Are you um, predicting right here, right now, that Jimmy G is starter week one? I am not okay but I just I just I get a weird like I've seen clips of, of Trey in training camp and he looks phenomenal he's, he's done some almost Mahomes-esque throws and stuff like that but then you're kind of thinking this guy is the slam dunk you're telling me he is why are you holding on to Jimmy G why is he not gone yeah there is a weird I suppose lack of confidence in that when they gave up two first round picks for him it, mm. it is odd um, and then I kind of just think if you're San Francisco do you not maybe just look at kind of like maybe we they just they rinse and repeat and give Trey even a half season more to develop um, because they made it the NFC Championship last, last year game they weren't a million miles off it like solid if not league best defence Debo and Kittle making all the plays mm and risk adverse if not uninspiring quarterback play got you very close last year yeah I think if there's legitimate fears within the organisation 
that Lance mightn't be ready why rush him through um, yeah, it could be that sunk cost fallacy though that they spent so much to get him that they want to accelerate his or you know get him playing as soon as before he's ready if necessary but then John Lynch the GM is uh, he's a fairly good GM maybe he won't rush him yeah look, I suppose like for me I hope he's not a bust or I hope this is all just speculation I think there's plenty of ring deserving talent on that roster yeah absolutely I'd love to see Kittle with a ring and stuff like that but it, look it's a prediction I just I hope I'm grossly incorrect on it and that's probably why I don't want to stick my my flag in the post and kind of say Jimmy G is starting quarterback QB uh, week one but I, I have fears um, they might renege but yeah that's what I had on the 49ers they're going to be strong this year they always are yeah I think it's a bit like um, who did I mention earlier on they have Kyle Shanahan uh, and he can tends to do fairly well even without marquee running backs so he'll whatever issues they are or they have at quarterback like they've had with the risk adverse um, Jimmy G I think they will they have a solid baseline a a high floor Mm. yeah yeah a high floor yeah if not if not also a low ceiling (laughs) yes if that makes sense yes yeah um I'm going to move on to the desert, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they started off pretty pretty hot last year, 7-0. and oh, And these guys looked like the slam dunk number one seed, uh, Super Bowl contender. Then Kyler had a... I think he had um, he had some injury and they finished the season 4-6. and six. Um so that was a finishing the season at 11 and 6 um, that's the second year in a row now they've gone or they've had a, a hot start before tapering off um, and I think both of those cases you could also point to a, a Kyler Murray injury I think two years ago it was a shoulder injury um, probably yeah you could probably look to D-Hop as well like they've signed him yeah and when he's been on the field he's been exceptional but he's just not been on the field enough. that's right um, he had all those issues around COVID kind of last year and open brackets COVID compliance closed brackets yeah. um, and vaccination tests and stuff like that and I think you're, you're missing him for the first six weeks of the season this this, this time around six weeks yeah six weeks yeah um, and not only that but what I was referencing earlier on um Hollywood Brown's been arrested and charged with criminal speeding. It's a misdemeanor, so who knows how that affects his season. And who were the the wide receivers after those two? Kirk's gone. Christian well, Kirk's he? gone, yeah. and he was like people. He was good in Arizona. He's gotten a lot of flack for the contract, or a lot of props, I should say, for the contract that he doesn't deserve it, but it's a good contract for him. He was solid in Arizona, particularly as a number two. He was a very good number two. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, is he a number one? We'll discuss that when we discuss Jacksonville. No, he's not a number one. He's not a number one. He's he's a mid tier yeah. level uh, two and a high tier wide receiver three. Which he, he has been used in the times as, as a wide receiver three. But the key man, for me anyway, 
Not to cut across you. Not to steal. No, it. no, please do. James Conner. Oh, that's the key man. Okay. For the first six games of the season? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. He was utilised in a lot of short game. Or short he, game. He, he had a statistically his best season last season. Yeah. You are aware of this fact. But he did have Chase Edmonds to split carries with. That's a valid, valid and concern. He, he had in, injury-plagued season in 18 and 19, I think. So is he going to struggle with injury again now that he's the workhorse? That's why he's the key man. If he can stay fit. He is the key man. Telling you. Um, I call it. Set it they home. also lost Chandler Jones. He's gone over to Las Vegas. Yeah. No, I'm only just trying to get you to bite early on a James Conner draft pick <laughs> fancy. Oh, right. It's all, it's all my game. No, I personally will be staying. I, lo- I think James Conner. I love James Conner. I love his story. Yeah. But I won't be touching him in fantasy. They lost Chandler Jones to Las Vegas. Um, they lost Christian Kirk to Jacksonville. Like we said, he's a good number two. Um, and he might have been a good stopgap if they did have Mark or Hollywood Brown or D-Hop, but they don't. They drafted Trey McBride. He's was the number one tight end in the draft, but tight ends are notorious for having a rocky... Um, rookie season so how good is he going to be immediately who knows he, they have Zach Ertz Zach Ertz there I like Zach Ertz mm. he had a good year um, after being traded midway through um, but I just with having Trey McBride there and Zach Ertz there it, and not much else it might force the Cardinals into playing 12 man personnel which I, it's mm. not their style. I don't think they're they're not into that sort of slow, plodding tight end uh, pass pass game. Particularly not with Murray dancing around and extending plays. So I don't know. It could be a very rough start for the Cardinals, um, as you will hear when I give my my game by game prediction again. Let me check here. Sorry, I actually have. Well, well, I'll just put it like this. Arizona fans will be as happy with me as Seattle fans. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Game one. Kansas. Patty without Tyreek is better than Kyler without D-Hop. Simple as. I've got uh, Kansas powering through with a win there. Game two in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. It's... That's the the Chandler Jones revenge game. I think, yeah, I think Arizona will have a very rough start. And I think Las Vegas will be relatively consistent throughout the season. Um, So I think think they'll, they'll drop it to Las Vegas there. Game three versus the Rams. It's the rematch of their wild card round. In which they lost. Um, I, I almost want to predict an upset here, um, but again, the Rams are one of those teams without any glaring weaknesses. There's again, D Hop's not going to be back for the first six games, and Matt Stafford has some amount of star power. Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. I think the Rams will power past Arizona. A game four versus Carolina. I have them uh, losing 
to no I have them winning in Carolina obviously um, Carolina have a fairly weak roster across all their units so I think the Arizona will win in Carolina and might look like a a, a, a mediocre team in that game or they might look as if they're getting things together again and game five versus Philly um, this would I maybe perhaps come down to Hollywood Brown and what his suspension looks like if he gets a suspension but if D-Hop's not there if Hollywood Brown's not there and everything Philly added I'm gonna I, I might have to give him a win there just so I'm not accused of bias but if I'm being truthful I think Philly take that one so mm. like Seattle I have them starting the season one and four um, I think they'll finish the season eight and nine and that'll be purely down I, I, they're a better team than eight and nine I think Kyler is maybe a diva, but he is a good quarterback. And I think... He's a diva that can play. Yeah. Um, I have them going 7-4 and four after D-Hop returns. I think that's how important he is to that team. Um, and again, that, that hinges on if he isn't declining and injuries don't keep getting the better of him. Better of him. Um Kingsbury just signed an extension this offseason, but I think he's going to be under serious pressure. I think that's early. I think that's... Too early in his I'm not contract. Sure I w- I'm not sure I would have made that decision now. Um, had you given me the power? I'm not sure. Mm. I think he, he's a lot to learn about the pro game. Um, yeah. In terms of... I don't mean from a coaching standpoint. I mean from a management of players standpoint um, and it's very difficult when you're so young um, but I just think yeah I just think he's kind of mismanaging players the amount of suspensions they've had and kind of yeah minor off-field issues like not I'm not talking like say the level that say maybe the, the Raiders have had but like kind of silly yeah yeah if you're going to get in trouble do it right basically and the, the yeah <laughs> The Cardinals seem to do it for silly things. I think uh, I think Arizona have a fairly old offense as well. I think if you don't mm. look at Kyler, D Hop is 30, mm, 32, 33. Um, he's kind of struggled with injury the last couple of years. Is he on the decline? It's actually hard to say that because he's been injured. Whether what is what his um, statistical mm. production looks like. Um, their I think the the latest uh, I forget the name, but the the latest addition to Arizona's OL is twenty seven years old. I think the 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 other starters on that line are all thirty years or older. Um, we obviously mentioned Zach Gertz. Zach Gertz is uh, he's in his early thirty. I think he's thirty three as well. Um, we mentioned Trey McBride is going to very possibly not have an impactful rookie season yeah it's just there's a lot of room for statistical drop off so like they have a lot of player, good players but they're off that age where you could see a lot of age related regression um so I, I I find it hard to predict or to be massively positive about Arizona at the moment yeah yeah uh, look I I'll save it for the end, but I'm, I'm not a million miles away in terms of sentiment. Um, this was the final team in the NFC West. 
but the easiest one to maybe review LA Rams last season 12 and 5 obviously last season's Super Bowl champions key ins Alan Robinson Bobby Wagner and I know it's not technically an in but they had a bunch of key signings re-signings sorry uh, key outs Sonny Michelle Odell although that's still up in the air Robert Woods Andrew Whitworth retirement mm. and Von Miller um, first five fixtures try this to whet the appetite okay. Bills at home um, so obviously you've, I know you only played for half a season there but you've Von Miller returning with the Bills it's just a, a brilliant matchup uh, stylistically between the, the Bills and the Rams I think that's going to be a really good game to kind of get the fireworks going week yeah. one I because it's at home I'm going to give that to the Rams but but that game can go right away from me uh, then they've got the Falcons at home Cardinals away 49ers away and Cowboys at home so I think the Rams are going to open up the season 5-0 apart from that first game I don't think you can argue with that and and like you said, the first game could go either way, but I would I would expect five and zero for the for the Rams. Yeah, four and one minimum. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat the 49ers. I think look, I think it's 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 hard with away divisional matchups to kind of be a hundred percent convinced the side's gonna yeah. win. Um, but I just think yeah, if I was looking at that, I'd say Rams five and zero. Great start to the season. I think. They're going to be scarily improved from last season. Um, the key issue last last season was they kind of, as I said earlier in the show, they kind of just they didn't fully click, they didn't fully gel. Um, they also went in that three game losing streak towards kind of the tail end of November. Uh, they had the growing pains. I like stylistically the options of Robinson and Cup as opposed to Woods and Cup. Um, I just think they offer more to Stafford yeah. who's now a season and a ring in McVeigh's system I know there's kind of been the talk about his elbow injury I'm not as concerned about, about the elbow injury as a lot of people are um, I think he also thrown one of the most underrated tight ends in, in Higby I think it's it's a scary offense um, running may be an issue but didn't cause him huge issues. I think in terms of importance in finding that star talent at running back, I think it's becoming less and less important to a successful franchise. I think yeah. you, can, you can build a running offense on multiple individuals on, on low contracts. I think people are um, pretty positive about Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson anyway. Mm, so I mm. think obviously Cam Makers was injured for the majority of last season came back very late but people are positive about him and Daryl Henderson I think he was he was very solid, solid at times last year yeah um, from the, like defensively there's no denying Von Miller's talent I just I don't think LA got the best out of him I don't think like what his production for LA was was all that impressive if I'm being brutally honest he wasn't terrible he wasn't bad I just I think he didn't live up to expectation in LA um, do I think there's more scope for Bobby Wagner with a full preseason starting week one to add something more yeah overall I think so so uh, yeah I'm massively in on the Rams um, I just 
you know what? It's the strangest thing possible. I actually, I've always liked <laughs> the vast majority of Rams players, but I always rooted against them. Okay. Until the trade for Stafford to Detroit, and I've, I've come to the conclusion that I just really don't like Jared Goff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then that's, uh, and I've always kind of slowly rooted for Matt Stafford because you can see the talent, um, see the ability. It's just. Unfortunate. So. Yeah, you have to give respect yeah. to somebody for weathering Detroit. Absolutely, and arguably being better when you took away the best wide receiver that franchise has ever seen. Yeah, Mega although team. I would like to see Matt Stafford in a Dan Campbell led Detroit Lions, <laughs> biting people's kneecaps off. Yeah, and like and Matt Stafford is that type. He's definitely gritty. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, I suppose that's it's probably all oh, there is to be said in the LA Rams. We're not going to be telling you yet, and you didn't already know yourself. No, um, obviously, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the defense will be solid as long as they're there. Yeah, I, I think there's scope given kind of maybe McVeigh's kind of contractual obligations. This could be a last dance situation in LA, too. Okay. Uh, I think Donald has been quoted as saying as soon as McVeigh goes, he goes, too. Okay. Uh, I think McVeigh's been having a lot of money thrown at him as in generational wealth building money uh, to be the new kind of face of I think Amazon Prime's NFL coverage Um, question is does he want to stay as a coach uh, in LA can he do both I don't think he can given his attention to detail Um, so I think this could be a potential last dance Um, I love how that's become now a a widely accepted com- uh, term kind of yeah, expression yeah. but I do think it could be we could be coming close to the inevitable blow up that has to happen in LA based on how they've structured their contracts yeah their win now window is well, I think there's a high percentage of winning now but it has to be short, short term yeah um, also just from a pure sports business kind of interest level I want to see what happens when you blow it up um, I, it's never been done to this extent in a salary cap sport before mm. so I just want to see what happens when you blow it up you start getting rid of all your contracts and you have no draft picks how do you how do you react how do you change it that's the thing um, like even going back to that Von Miller trade they gave Denver a second and third round for half a season of Von Miller and now Von Miller was good mm-hmm. And they won the Super Bowl, but that will affect the longevity the, the, of of or of the rebuild of their eventual rebuild. Yeah, but yeah, but I'd be of the belief they could have won that Super Bowl without Von Miller. Yeah, very possibly. That just leads into your um, to your your musings. What what's going to happen? No mm. draft picks. Not even it's not even a case of um, no first round draft picks for trading for stars they've traded away those intermediate rounds where you can still find really solid and elite players so they won't even have the volume of picks let alone the the high quality ones yeah like is it is it 10 years of nothing yeah but let's say it is let's say it is six to eight years of of finishing third or fourth in the division do you and let's say they have a we know that they might have a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl the coming year and the year after perhaps do, would you look back 
and say it was worth it? No. And I'll tell you why. LA as a sports market has drastically changed in the last five years alone. You've LeBron now in the Lakers. I know that's coming to an end. The Clippers are building a brand new state-of-the-art stadium in Inglewood. So that's NBA tied up. USC is now wildly attractive. And you might fill me in on the Major League Baseball side of things, but I do think... Well, they have the Dodgers. They can buy whatever players they want. So... Mm. So... Can they afford to be a choice franchise? So your answer might have been different if it was a different franchise. They stayed in St. Louis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jesting, I'm jesting. So, look, to wrap us up in terms of the NFC West... Can we agree it's Seahawks fourth, Cardinals third, 49ers second, and Rams first, and there's no real changes in what it was last season? No, I don't think I don't think you can argue against that. Yeah, Seahawks fourth. Arizona will start slow, and I think the 49ers will have a better record, yeah. I think that's fairly set in stone. Yeah. Fair. That's good. Um, well, look, I suppose I'm looking forward to these predictions being absolutely thrown out the window in three weeks' time. Or, sorry, six, seven weeks' time. Um, three weeks into the new season. Um, because you can't do a show like this and not be left with egg in your face. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, thanks very much for tuning. This is the first official episode. Um, so we've covered the West. You've joined us out West. Why do you join us down south next week? Um, That's all from me. And that's all from me. Thanks, folks. exactly right I mean there's nobody inside the 10 get back here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right McCown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone caught touchdown no no the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs